Weekday afternoon replay from Money FM 89.3. Health Suites with Clarissa Montero on Money FM 89.3. Good afternoon and welcome to Health Suites. Today we have Dr. Ho Kok Sun, a general surgeon at Mount Elizabeth Hospital, in the studio to shed some light on the dangers of appendicitis. And also, I have a question straight off the bat. Is there anything that we can do to prevent getting appendicitis? Welcome to the show, Doctor. Good afternoon, Clarissa. Well, I'm sure a lot of you have heard about the myth you know, when you're young, your parents will tell you, grandma, after, uh, grandma mom mm. says, no, don't, after you eat, don't jump, don't jump. Otherwise, the food will drop into the appendix <laughs> and then you will get appendicitis. Right. That's so not true, right? That is not true. Yeah, okay. Right. Basically, is there is food and there is feces in the colon mm-hmm. throughout the entire day. Sure. So if it wants to drop into the appendix and cause appendicitis, it will happen whether you jump or you don't jump after meals. It's right. not really related to the meals. Okay. So is there anything that we can do to prevent us from getting appendicitis? Not really. I would just say it's a matter of bad luck. Oh, it's just a question of luck? Yes. Because, you know, the thing is, that that, that is one of many myths. Parents will tell you, sit down, don't move around, don't jump, don't swim, whatever. I mean, you know, all parents come up or grandparents come up with things to tell you to try to prevent getting appendicitis. My favorite one, because I, I went to a Catholic school, is naughty girls get appendicitis. Oh, definitely not true. <laughs> definitely not true. So what does actually cause appendicitis? Okay, well, if you look at it, appendix is actually a very small little tube mm-hmm. that comes off the cecum, which is the beginning parts of the colon. Mm-hmm. And it's just small enough that sometimes feces can go in. Mm-hmm. And if it gets jammed in there, it causes a pressure. The secretions of the lining there cannot come through. Then the pressure will cause the appendix to swell, get swollen up. Mm-hmm. Once it's swollen, the blood supply is compromised and then inflammation will set in. And that's how you get appendicitis. Okay, so it really has nothing to do with anything that you're doing. It's literally your bad luck. Yes, correct. <laughs> Okay. The human body is a wonderful thing. All right. And are there people who have more of a predisposition to it or or is it literally just your bad luck? Well, most of the time you see it older children Mm -hmm. and maybe young adults. And somehow if you are old enough and you haven't gotten it, usually you won't get it. But there are always exceptions to the rules. Of course. Okay, I understand. And that that doesn't have anything to do, any correlation with race or diet, if you're a vegetarian, if you're a meat eater, nothing to do with that, right? So far, we have not been any scientific report to say, suggest anything otherwise. So, see, now we are debunking myths. I like that. What is the statistic? How common is appendicitis? Well, we estimate somewhere between 4 to 7% of the population will get it. Mm-hmm. So roughly 1 in 20 will okay. get appendicitis. 1 in, in 20. Yes. But again, it's just your bad luck. Yeah. Okay. So parents, if your kids have appendicitis, it wasn't because they were naughty or jumping after a meal. Now, how serious is it? Is, is it something that has to be operated on? In most cases, if you do not remove the appendix and it is not treated, mm-hmm. the infection and the swelling will cause the appendix to burst. Mm-hmm. Then all the feculent fluid, the feces, the, mm-hmm. the, the pus will just leak out into the rest of the body. And it can major cause problems. major sepsis. And people have died from it before, actually. Okay. But those are probably extreme cases where you really have to neglect 
your pain for a long time before you progress. But a long time, I'm talking about three days or so, mm-hmm. not like in two, three months or years. Appendicitis is actually a very acute condition. So on occasions, I get people coming to see me and say, hey, doctor, I've been having this pain here for three months. Could mm-hmm. it be appendicitis? Answer is a straightforward no. Mm-hmm. Because I would tell them, usually within three days, you don't do anything about it. You end up in an ambulance into the emergency room. Okay, so once you actually feel pain and it's on the right side, you said. Yes. So about halfway down your torso? Actually, if you divide the tummy into nine parts. Okay, right? if I divide my tummy into nine parts. Okay. This is the part to the down and to the right of your belly button. Down and right of your belly, belly button. button. Correct. So it is actually the right, what we call the right lower quadrant. Mm-hmm. And that's where the pain will be the most extreme. Now, when appendix first starts, Sometimes the pain is not well localized. All right, a lot of people think they're just getting some indigestion, mm-hmm. and some people even think they're having gastric pain. Right. But as the appendix gets more inflamed, mm-hmm. when it touches the muscles and the lining around the area, that is when you get the what we call localized pain. That means the pain will now suddenly shift from the belly button or mm-hmm. the uh, gastric area down mm-hmm. to the right side, and that is quite typical. It starts somewhere else, then move to the right side. And if it stays in the right side, then... It, it stays in the right side, you might even get fever. And then uh, if you move around, it causes you a lot more pain. Yeah. Think and you are talking within a day, within two days? Within a day to two days, yes. All right. Okay. We are speaking to Dr. Ho Kok Sun, General Surgeon at Mount Elizabeth Hospital about appendicitis. Now, we've debunked some myths that a lot of us have, and we're looking at the symptoms. Dr. Ho has said one or two days... Yeah, that pain's going to be right and down of the belly button. Correct. Is that correct? Yes. And even if it might not be appendicitis, if you have pain in that area that is growing more intense, see a doctor. Agreed, yes. Now, previously, when you have the pain there, especially some fever, we always worry about appendicitis, mm-hmm. and there was no easy way to diagnose appendicitis. This right. is probably about 20 years ago. Yeah, you're talking my time. <laughs> my time, too. <laughs> Nowadays, with better imaging, CD scans can actually pick up appendicitis very early. Okay. Uh, Last time, when I was still doing my training, mm-hmm. people with pain there would end up in the hospital overnight for observation because a lot of times the pain might not be appendicitis. So you don't want to say, oh, you have pain there and let's get an operation. And mm-hmm. after that, tell you, oh, we've got good news. You didn't have appendicitis. Right. But so inevitably, most people end up staying one or two nights in the hospital and then told, oh, okay, you're fine. You can go home. Right. But, Nowadays, with a CD scan, you can actually say, okay, you have appendicitis. Mm-hmm. It's very early, but let's get it over and done with. So you pop in the hospital, you know, have a surgery. Next morning, you can go home. Okay, hold on. Back up. Pop into a surgery. You make it sound like, oh, you know, I'm just going to have a cup of coffee now. Is surgery the only answer? There are some reports to say that certain type of appendicitis due to a specific bacteria mm-hmm. can be treated with IV antibiotics. Okay. But there are also studies that show that after you treat, it settles down, but it will come back. I see. So, so you might as well take might it as out. Might as well take it out. All right. Now, n- from my understanding, and it could be wrong since I am not a medical professional, <laughs> but my understanding is you don't need your appendicitis. You don't need appendix, yes. You don't need your appendix. So, you know, removing it is not a big deal. It's not like it's going to degrade anything else. But leaving it in there with an infection could cause 
all kinds of trouble. You're precisely right. Okay. But I would say that your chances of getting appendicitis is probably, say, lower mm-hmm. than the potential risk of the surgery. Yes, I'm way past the age group. Right? So, so, so don't, don't say, you know, sign me up. I want to remove my appendix okay. so that you won't get any problems. Okay, okay. So in, in, in that age group, you said young uh, children to um, at the very most young adults in yeah, general. That's right. So if that is the age group and, and there is appendicitis, removing it is not a problem. It doesn't cause any long-term issues. It's just better to get it out. But when you have surgery, the thing you worry about is called adhesions. But mm-hmm. there's just a sure fact that your appendicitis, your infection in the uh, abdominal cavity mm-hmm. uh, makes you prone to adhesions. Okay. So removing it does not detract your future digestion, your nutrition. So mm-hmm. it doesn't cause any long-term effects. Okay. Uh, but having any surgery or having any infection there, you might get adhesions, which very, very infrequently can cause some intestinal problems in the future. When you say in the future, in your adulthood, mm-hmm. if well, you were a child? It can even be 50, 60 years later. I had seen a patient who uh, was in her 20s when she had appendix out, uh-huh. and that scarring caused her to be needing another surgery when she's 83 years old. 83? You yes. think you'd, you're done with having to worry about this sort of thing? All right. We are talking to Dr... Ho Kok San, a general surgeon at Mount Elizabeth Hospital. Okay, so you've had the surgery, and it's it sounds like it's almost a day surgery. It's almost a day surgery, yes, uh, but it depends on, of course, let's say if it's done very early mm-hmm. and there's minimal infection in there, mm-hmm. uh, it sh- shouldn't be a problem. Sometimes there is a little collection of pus in mm-hmm. the tummy, then you might get to stay in hospital a bit longer, at least for some uh, IV antibiotics right. to make sure that infection doesn't uh, uh, worsen. So on average, it's a day or two in hospital if there's no infection. And if there is, what is the average hospital stay? It depends on the severity of the infection. Uh, uh, I mean, if you talk about extreme cases, Uh one patient came to see me with two liters of pus in the tummy. I'm sure she stayed a month. uh, Well, (laughs) 10 days. Okay. Uh, uh, Some uh, occasionally, maybe up to about five days to a week. Okay. So these are usually the uh, less common uh, uh, types. Most people, do they operate? The next day they go home. Okay. And what is the post-care for for an average? If today you you go in for the surgery, tomorrow you go home. So... It, it's a pretty standard procedure at that point. What is the downtime for post-op care at home? Actually, How many days before you can go back to school? It's actually minimal. I mean, uh, previously when you had open surgery, mm-hmm. the wound is pretty painful, so some people will rest at home for about two weeks. Okay. We still tend to stick to those guidelines, mm-hmm. but most working adults in nowadays, they say, I don't want to lose my job, you know, this and that. Sure. I'm fighting for my promotion. Mm-hmm. So the day they go home, the next day they go back to work. Really? So this comes back to what grandma and mommy used to say, no jumping after meals, post-surgical. <laughs> no jumping after meals, post-surgery. <laughs> Would that be good advice? Actually, with the nowadays with keyhole surgery, the scar is so small that you barely feel it. Uh-huh. Uh, in fact, sometimes you have to uh, warn them, you know, don't exert too much, it's not good. But actually, again, there's not much scientific basis because we have a small a scar. The biggest scar is actually about, I usually use an incision through the belly button. Mm-hmm. So after that, you just look at your belly button and you look inside, you know, you can't tell that you had a surgery there. I find that so intriguing because I have loads of friends from, from my era 
who had um, scars where the bikini line would mm. be. And, you know, because of that, they wouldn't wear bikinis. Mm. They would wear one-piece mm. bathing suits. So now you're saying it's going straight through the belly button, no visible scar. There is a smaller 5 millimeter cut that is somewhere between the belly button and the uh, lower part of the tummy. Uh-huh. Uh, and then I will usually hide another one which is around the hairline. Okay. Okay, so unless you're exposing your hairline <laughs> to people, uh, you won't be seen. No, it's so, not visible. Yeah, it's not visible. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, that's progress. Yeah. For all the vain, the vain girls among us, that mm-hmm. is absolutely good progress. Well, we must say that this is usually happens in the age where you want to wear a bikini. This is true. I do not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> now, what about dietary choices? Once you've had appendicitis, you've had your appendix removed, is there anything that you should be avoiding in the long run? Should you be watching your diet more carefully? I tell most of my patients there is nothing to avoid in the mm. long run or in the short term. Okay. Except those that your mom or your dad tells you that you're not supposed to touch. Oh. I say, you eat those things at your own risk. <laughs> so it actually sounds like with modern medicine and the progress that, that medicine has made, appendicitis, unless there is infection and, and sepsis, it's actually a pretty easy surgery. Definitely it is. It's an easy surgery yeah. to recover from as well. Yes. So nothing to be afraid of. Except if you unnecessary delays, then okay. you're, you're making an easy problem into a very complex problem. Okay, so I repeat what Dr. Ho said earlier. If you have pain right and down off your belly button and it is increasing within you know a day or so, go and see a doctor. Don't delay. Absolutely. All right. Thank you so much, Dr. Ho Koksan, a general surgeon at Mount Elizabeth Hospital, for coming in and talking to us about appendicitis and basically allaying most parents' fears. Thank you. Thanks very much. It's Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.